0: There are two important events in February that coincide with each other, Valentine's Day and uh, Black History Month. It's important that those two events coincide because they share a very core value. They share love and respect and understanding. On December 10, 1964, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., accepted the Nobel Peace Prize in Oslo, Norway. He began his speech accepting that award with these words. I accept the Nobel Prize for Peace at a moment when 22 million Negroes of the United States of America are engaged in a creative battle to end the long night of racial injustice. And then after citing a list of those injustices by black Americans, committed against black Americans, he expressed hope for America with these words. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. That is our dream, and that is our responsibility. So let's start today by trying to understand a little bit about the meaning of love. Any ideas? Just popcorn, shout them out to me. What does love mean to you? Caring. Faithfulness. Support. Forgiveness. Non traditional. Unconditional. Thank you. Trust. Taking care of somebody when they're sick. That's a good one. Uh Thank you, niece, for that. Let's watch uh, a video that goes to the heart of children and how they understand love. Maybe it'll touch a chord in your life. Take a look. That was the only reason I had that clip. I think he's got a great voice. But anyway, to each his own. Well, Father Roar, you know, is my go-to guru. I love this definition. Love, which might be called the attraction of all things toward all things, is a universal language. Every person, every group, every tribe speaks love. And it is that love that attracts us. It is that love that will bring us together ultimately and I wish it could be sooner than later. Another one of my gurus is a Buddhist monk who died a couple of years ago, Thich Nhat Hanh. To love is to recognize, and to be loved is to be recognized by the other. This poem, so meaningful by Rachel Brewer, talks about not being seen, not being recognized. I walk all alone. All the time i don't know what else to do no one sees me i feel like a stranger a stranger on the planet no one wants to know me no one will help me help me fit in help me be the person i was meant to be i feel so small no one asks my name they don't see the girl without a face i know there's got to be someone someone to love me but for now i'm alone because no one sees me. No one sees me. Well, Charlie and his little sister, Sally. Sally says, I'm just trying to make people happy. She says, it's Valentine's Day. Some people never get a Valentine. Some people have never even seen a Valentine. Think about it, big brother. The world is full of whoms to whom it may concern. Do you feel like a whom, just a blank name? Do you feel like the person in the poem walking around unseen? To be loved is to be seen. It is to be heard, it is to be valued, it is to be respected. So many people, however, are not. Maya Angelou is a lucky one. I am grateful to have been loved, and to be loved now, and to be able to love. The message that I want us to hear today is that you are loved. You are seen, you are heard, and you are recognized. you all remember Pluto, the planet that was demoted in 2006? I don't know where these scientists got off on taking the planet name away from Pluto, but they did. Pluto is now just a number, 134340. Four, the planet got bumped. One day he's in, the next day he's out. One day he's on the team, the next day he's off the team. Have you ever been Plutoed? to the demoted, to the plutoed, to the demeaned, to the unseen, Jesus says this, for God so loved the world. And the word that is used here in the Greek language is one that is very common to those, not just in the church world, but outside the church world. Most all of us know this word agape. C.S. Lewis describes agape, as the highest level of love known to humanity. It's a selfless love, a love that was passionately committed to the well-being of the other. There's a Hebrew word in the Hebrew scripture that I love for love. It's found to Deuteronomy. The Lord chose your ancestors as the objects of his love. That word translated love, is this really weird Hebrew name, hasak, and it means a tethered love, a love that attaches itself to something or someone. We've all seen this in the park somewhere. We were at the farmer's market. No shame. I put this kid on a leash. The dad, the parent, the adult was tethered, tassaked to that kid. I used to judge parents who put their kids on a leash, but I kind of respect that now (laughs) once I had a kid. Having a kid on a leash communicates two things. It communicates I have a wild child, (laughs) and that wild child is mine, and I am tied to him. I am tethered to him. And I want us to understand that God chains herself to us. God is tethered to us. God loves us with a love that is, as Chris said, unconditional. No ifs, ands, or buts. A love that will never let go. When I was in the Baptist church in my youth and young adulthood, We used to sing a song written by this guy, George Matheson. George was only a teenager when he was told by the doctors that he was going to go blind. But he was strong-willed, he stayed in school, the University of Glasgow in 1861 when he was 19. By the time he graduated from that school, he was totally blind. Once he lost all his sight, 100% of it, his fiance returned the engagement ring that he had given to her with these words, I cannot see my way clear to go through life bound by the chains of marriage to a blind man. So George never married. He adapted very well to his blindness, but he never recovered from his broken heart. He became a very successful pastor, songwriter, a poet. But every once in a while, that pain of unrequited love would flare up. And he went to his sister's wedding, and being at that ceremony just brought home to him the deep pain of rejection. And when he got home after being a part of his sister's wedding, he wrote the song that I remember singing in the Baptist church. No way am I going to sing it today. But here are the lyrics. "O love that will not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe. That in thine ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. The ceremony brought back so much. The fact that his love was let go. It was conditional. I love you if you weren't blind. When he just rested in that rejection, he then turned to the God who did love him unconditionally who loved him with a love that would never let go. And I want you to know today that God will not let you go. He has, in a sense, handcuffed himself to you. There's a verse in the prophet Isaiah, in which God says, I have tattooed your name on my hand. He will never forget you, you don't have to earn Love, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to win God's love. And if you don't have to win God's love, you will never lose God's love. You didn't win it in the first place. You've always had it. Now, maybe you are like I, and you were taught that God's love is transactional. We live in a transactional world. You work for a company, and there's a transaction. They then pay you. The transaction is you work for them, and they pay you. And we have taken that transactional mentality and put that on our relationship with God. And we see that God's love for us is transactional, that we do something good, and God rewards us. We say the sinner's prayer and God saves us. Another word for transactional love is conditional love. Conditional love says, I love you if you obey me. I love you if you do what I say. I love you if, parents might say, you clean up your room. A boy may say to a partner, a girl may say to a partner, I love you if you have sex with me. Conditional, we see conditional love all the time. But go back to that word agape, the very heart of it is unconditional love. I love you, period. I close today, can you, know, can you imagine that? It's 1045. You're gonna pray that I have a sore throat all the time. But I close today with this poem by Saint Francis of Assisi. I think God might be a little prejudiced. For once he asked me to join him on a walk through this world. And we gazed into every heart on the earth. I noticed he lingered a bit longer before any face that was weeping, before any eyes that were laughing. And sometimes when we passed a soul in worship, God would kneel down. I have come to learn God adores his creation. I want you to hear and to know God absolutely adores you. I want you to look in the mirror every day and see the face of someone that God absolutely adores. You are seen and you are valued with a love that will never let you go. Let's pray. God, I do thank you for that highest of love that you have for all of us. For those who have been told by preachers, by Sunday school teachers, that they are not loved because of who they love, because of who they are, I ask that you will erase to the best possible way those false words and replace them with the words of I love you as you are. Thank you, Father, for an unconditional love that sees us and values us and never lets us go. In Christ's name, all over this universe, I pray, amen.